You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on Easter Sunday, April 12, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb. For terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. When you're weary, feeling small, that's the great opening line in one of the great popular songs of all time. Bridge Over Troubled Water was written by Paul Simon in 1969 but it's as fresh for me as if it had been written yesterday. In fact, these words came to me just yesterday morning. Let me ask you, are you weary? Are you feeling small right now? If you are, don't lose heart. You're part of a subgroup of millions and millions of people all across this planet. We're all feeling a little weary, a little small. As the hours and the days turn into weeks, it's becoming harder and harder to see what we really want to see. And you know what we really want to see is, how's it all going to turn out? We want to fast forward to the end of the movie. We want to turn to the final chapter to see how the book ends. Well, that's not happening. And so fatigue sets in, weariness. Fatigue is really insidious. It creeps up on you, and before you know it, you're worn out. During World War II, General George C. Marshall, who was Secretary of War and a good Episcopalian, I might add, said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Now, he didn't say that as a judgment. 
It was simply an observation of the human condition. You know, I'm often reminded of that when I'm on a hike that has too much vertical. And it's harder and harder to put one foot in front of the other. Fatigue depletes our inner resources. So yes, if you're weary, if you're feeling small, you're in good company. Now Paul Simon wrote that beautiful song during a time when he was listening to a lot of gospel music. He said the song was influenced by Claude Jeter's line, I'll be your bridge over deep water if you trust in me. Claude Jeter is close to my heart because when he wrote this song, he was a coal miner in West Virginia. And he started a, a, a gospel group called the Christian Songbirds. And later he formed a group called the Swan Silvertones. And the Swan Silvertones recorded this song, Mary Don't You Weep, in 1958. Inspired by Jeter's words, Simon's bridge over troubled water is clearly Jesus. At least that's how I've always heard it. This is so resonant for us in these days of weariness. A weariness that's brought on in large part because we don't know. We can't know how the COVID-19 story is going to end. Which makes Mark's gospel and Mark's account of the resurrection so resonant on this morning. Do you remember how Mark's gospel begins? We've been studying Mark together online these last few weeks. Mark doesn't begin the story with the story of Jesus' birth the way Matthew and Luke do. And he doesn't begin with the creation story the way John's gospel does. No, Mark's gospel begins like this. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Not the good news, the beginning of the good news. Mark isn't going to tell the whole story of the good news, just its beginning. And then he proceeds at almost breakneck speed to tell the story of Jesus, the challenging teacher. Jesus, the compassionate healer. Jesus, the reconciler and peacemaker. And finally, the story of the faithful Jesus, whose radical message of love and transformation was so threatening to the powers that be that they arrested him and they executed him. Fear, it seems, would win out over love. But not so fast. The story that has just begun continues. The tomb is empty. Jesus has been raised and has gone on ahead to Galilee. And the women who first witnessed this are amazed and afraid and struck into silence. And there Mark ends his narrative. But the story goes on. You see, this account of the empty tomb is clearly part of the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You and I here today, right now, are part of the story of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that's still going on. The story is still unfolding. You know, you belong to somebody. You belong to somebody that's going somewhere. That's not good news. Well, I don't know what is. Yes, but you say, how do we make their story our story? How do we find that bridge over troubled water? Now, what I'm about to say is going to seem counterintuitive. 
But I believe it with all my heart. We need to surrender. That's how we find the bridge over troubled water. We surrender the need to know the end of the story. I mean, we can't know the end of the story because the end hasn't been written yet. So surrender your need to control the ending, the need to make it a happy ending. You know, we just don't know. So go to the inner room of your heart. Every day, find a time and a place for real prayer. I mean, say words if it's helpful, but find the inner room of your heart and invite Jesus to join you there. You know, you might be surprised to know that he's already there. You might be surprised to find that the bridge is right before you. And make sure you're connecting. I mean, be honest with yourself and be honest with others about what you're experiencing. Don't be a hero. Forget that nonsense. We're all vulnerable right now. And you know, that's really a good thing. Because the vulnerable heart is an open heart. Leonard Cohen has so wisely observed, there's a crack in everything, and that's how the light gets in. Let others see the light that's pouring in through that crack in your soul. Pick up the phone, send a text, send an email. And just as importantly, invite whoever you're connecting with to open up to you. Share the crack in their soul. Listen deeply. Real human connection is a great vaccine for fatigue. So the story goes on. Here today in the midst of our own moment of fear and anxiety and profound, deep fatigue. The story goes on. We are, each one of us, like the frightened women in front of the empty tomb. Mark's account of the resurrection captures such a real human response. In the midst of the deepest grief and the weariness of loss of hope, when they see the tomb's empty, their first reaction isn't joy, it's fear. Sure, the young guy in the white robe is sitting next to the empty tomb and says, do not be alarmed, right? Easy for you to say, buddy. But then, in the midst of their terror and amazement from a place deep in their souls, these women find a little courage. The courage to take one step and then another. The courage to push through the fatigue and the weariness of the grief. The courage, if you'll permit me to mix a metaphor, to go in search of the bridge over troubled water. Because you see, my dear sisters and brothers in Christ, we really do know how the story ends. Not the COVID-19 story itself, that's just part of the bigger story. You know, there have been pandemics, many worse than this one, down through the ages. In the midst of life, there's always the reality of death. But that's not the end of the bigger story. On this Easter morning, on this beautiful early spring morning, we actually can look forward to the end of the story. Because, my dear friends, in the end, love wins. That's right. 
That's the Easter promise. That's the Easter hope. That's the Easter joy. We really aren't stranded in those troubled waters. No, we are not. Because you see, there is a bridge. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.